The truth lives. Political bombshell starring Rishon Blyden. Welcome to Political Bomb Show. I'm your host, Rayshawn Blyden. If you'd like, you can give us a call at 323-835-1123 or visit politicalbombshow.cf. Let's play a clip from last night of the president announcing the Supreme pick. I do not ask about a nominee's personal opinions. What matters is not a judge's political views, but whether they can set aside those views to do what the law and the Constitution require. I am pleased to say that I have found, without doubt, such a person. Tonight, it is my honor and privilege to announce that I will nominate Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the United States Supreme Court. I didn't edit the applause because I wanted you to hear how long they applauded there. So um, let me read a brief introduction on who Brett Kavanaugh is. Let's see here. Give me a moment. La da 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 da. We won, you lost. Remember, Obama said that no one had a problem. Now they have a problem now? Yeah, you hypocrites. You hypocrites. Brett Michael Kavanaugh, born February 12, 1965, is a nominee to become the Associated Justice of the United States Supreme Court. Well, he is the, the, he is the pick. So He currently serves as the United States Circuit Judge of the United States Court of Appeals for District Court of Columbia Circuit. He was the White House Staff Secretary during the presidency of George W. Bush and protege of Ken Starr. Brett played a lead role in drafting the Starr Report, which urged 
the impeachment of President Bill Clinton, as well as he should be, given head in the White House. You know better than that. Do it in your own house. Um, Kavanaugh's led the investigation, joined Bush's staff, where he led the administration effort to identify and confirm judicial nominees. Brett was nominated to the D.C. Court, D.C. Appeals Court by Bush in 2003. His confirmation hearings were continuous and stalled for three years over charges of partnership. Brett was ultimately confirmed in May of 2006 after a series of negotiations between Democrats and Republican senators. Kavanaugh was nominated by President Donald Trump, that's today, or that was yesterday actually, July 9th, 2018, to become an Associated Justice of Supreme Court of the United States, following the vacancy created by pending retirement of Associated Justice Anthony Kennedy. So that's just a little brief background on him. And many conservatives like him a lot. And um, I don't know much about him. But from what I read up on him, he is a solid pick. Solid pick. So what do you guys think? You like the pick, you don't like the pick. Let me know on my message board, politicalbombs.cf. Or simply call and leave a voice message telling me why you like or don't like the pick. And don't give me, oh, I don't like him because he's white. He's racist because you're white. I don't want to hear that talk. It's BS. Tell me why you legitimately doesn't, do not like the pick. And don't give me the stupid liberal talking points. I'm sick of you liberals talking points. You're so pathetic. So... Yes, folks, today is a good day indeed. I'm very happy I woke up very, very happy with a smile on my face like the Joker. Loving it. Like McDonald says, I'm loving it. I am loving it. So I want to move on to some other talks. And the theme of today's show basically is Collins. College professors and college students. What are the college professors teaching the college students? Well, I'm going to lay out the case that the college professor is teaching socialism and the college student is just regurgitating what they've learned and they don't have any tolerance for free speech or anyone that disagrees with their ideology. That is what I am going to point out today. I'm going to also point out, because of that, how stupid some of these college kids are. I'm going to prove to you that how hypocritical they are by playing certain clips. Like, for instance, there's a clip I have where the um, reporter tells them that uh, the tax cut plan, which is Trump's, was actually Bernie's plans. And they told them, you know, certain aspects of the plan, and they loved it. 
just because Trump's name wasn't attached to it. So it goes to show you that they just hated it because Trump's name was attached to it. But when they actually heard what the plan was, they loved it. So, yeah, it's really, really, really a sad day. And um, something that I really want to mention to, let me see if I could find him here. He was fired because of this, but... Honestly, I blame the editors of that school newspaper. They should have never, ever allowed that article to be printed. And this is a, it's an old story, but it's worth mentioning. It's a, what do you call a teachable moment? And um, I'm just talking here while I'm trying to find it. And where is this thing? Come on. I'm so happy I'm singing. Oh, it was a Texas state newspaper. Remember this article? And they end up firing the student author because he he wrote this anti-white column. I, it was really, really pathetic. And he, in his own words, he said that he was, that it wasn't racist. I'll, I'll play his clip too. I'd like to get him on the show. I'd really like to talk to you because Rudy Martinez, you're a piece of crap. And I'm using the word crap, but I want to use strong words. In his own words, he says that because he's colored, colored people can't be racist. So I want to read the definition of racism just to put it out there. I mean, are you that stupid guy? So I'm black, and if I go out and I say I hate the Jews, I hate Hispanics, I hate Muslims, I hate Asians, that means I'm not, I can't be racist because I'm colored. And by definition, that's what you're saying. Do you, do you know how stupid you sound, Martinez, Rudy Martinez? Do you know how stupid you sound? You're an idiot. You're, you're a moron, a complete pathetic loser if you believe what you actually say and he does i could tell by the look on his pathetic face that he actually believed the words coming out of his mouth what a pathetic loser he is so i'm gonna talk a little bit about him talk to some of these students from berkeley uh berkeley where they're talking about socialism and um you have actually a high school teacher admitting that that students are being brainwashed. So lots to come and lots to cover in this show, plus the news, of course. And I'll be right back. Are you sick of Facebook blocking your content because you're conservative? Sign up for the new social network that will never stop the flow of free speech. What are you waiting for? Another data breach? Go to rehdoggentertainment.org, it's free. What are you waiting for? Zuckberg's permission. Go now. rehdoggentertainment.org. I'm Marteau. I'm Sasha. I'm Josh. I'm Sandra. I'm Matt. I'm Maria. I'm Aaron. I'm Desiree. I'm Pedro. I'm Marcos. I'm Victor. I'm getting an HIV test because I didn't use a condom. Because I'm getting into a new relationship and I want both of us to be safe. Because I shared needles back to my party days. Because my husband had an affair and I just need to be sure. 
Because I've had an STD and I'm more at risk of contracting the HIV virus. Because now that there's a rapid oral swab test, I can no longer use my fear of needles as an excuse not to get tested. Because it only takes 20 minutes and I can finally stop worrying and it's free. Because I want to have kids and I need to know how to protect my baby. Because I care about him. Because I care about him. Because I've got my own personal reasons to question my HIV status. What's your reason for getting an HIV test? Go to erasedout.org for the other reasons you should get tested today. That's erasedout.org. Get tested. Get treated. It's free. Hi, welcome back, Political Bomb Show. So, lots to cover. Before I get into the news, I just... Well, actually, you know what, let's start with the news because uh, I want to save that stuff for last. Because if I start off with that stuff, I'm just going to lose my voice by yelling and screaming because I'm going to get so upset. So actually, let's start off with the news first. I think it's best that we start off with the news. So play my news intro, guys. Okay, in the news, of course, Justice Brett. We all know about that. I started off the show with that and led with that. So, very good day for us in America here. It's a very good day. Very bad day for the liberals. I won't even read any of their remarks. It's, if you want to read that stuff, you can look that up yourself. I'm not gonna engage in their craziness. Trade deficit with China hits a new record. Let's see, what is this all about? Hmm? This story is from ncnsnews.com and basically saying that the U.S. merchandise trade deficit with China set a record through May hitting a five-month high $152 billion, I think this is the numbers are are so huge here. From January to, to May, the Census Bureau reports United States exported $52 billion in goods and China imported $205 billion. So, yeah, that's a huge difference there. Huge difference. I'm glad that uh, we have a president that's fighting the good fight and um, trying to level the playing field, so to speak. There's a poll out that's saying, should Hillary run for president one last time? Well, you know what? I voted yes, not because I wanted to, because I know that if you if she thought that she lost big the first time, just wait until 2020. 
So I say, go, girl, you go, girl, you go. So I definitely voted yes. And let's see where it stands as of today. Let's see the results. If people are lying or telling the truth, let's see what we got here. And, well, you got 64% say no which are telling the truth, and 35% says yes, I'm one of them who are lying, because I wanted to run, like I said. And so far, it's uh, 281,339 people voted on that, so. I say go, girl, go. Go, girl, go. What else we got in the news here? Johnny Depp accused of punching film crew member in a new lawsuit. Why did you punch him, Johnny? Johnny, Johnny, you're a bad, bad boy. Johnny Depp's legal entanglements grew by one on Friday when a man filed suit against the actor saying that Depp punched him during the filming of a movie last year. In the suit filed in Los Angeles Supreme Court, Greg Rocky Brooks says that he was working on working as a location manager on one of Death's film last year when things got ugly doing a shoot and uh, Bar Barclay Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. According to the suit, Permits for the shoot initially allowed for exterior shooting at the hotel until 7 p.m. and inside the hotel until 10 p.m. An extension was granted and at 10.50 p.m. they were asked to make the current shot the last exterior shot of the night. Brooks says that he was told to instruct Depp of the request but wanted an on-set LAPD officer to assist him in doing so because he knew Depp may become upset. Before he could enlist the officer's help, however, Brooks' suit says that Depp accosted plaintiff and began attacking him angrily, screaming in his face, Who the F are you? You have no right to tell me what to do. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could work with an actor, honestly, there. They just feel like they're, they're above you and they treat you like crap. I mean, the man, it wasn't his fault. He, he was told that's what was supposed to be done. And you act like a moron. You should, you should get sued for a lot of money. I hope that you get sued for so much money that you get, you go broke. And I hope you're never able to work in Hollywood again. How do you like that, Depp? Debt should go into debt. How do you like that? Inside Chinese government startup developing AI that recognize anyone anywhere. See, this AI stuff, I'm sorry. I, I am not liking this at all. I, I, I just don't like it. Inside the creepy and impressive startup funded by the Chinese government that is developing AI that can recognize anyone anywhere. That's creepy stuff. It's not joking. Two Chinese startups 
Sense Time and Megavi are becoming the world leaders in real-world development of facial recognition software, drawing eye-popping um, valuations in the billions of dollars. The companies primarily have gotten attention due to their use of by Chinese police to find criminals leading some critics to wonder how the technology is being used to further the country's techno-authoritarian ambitions. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Wow, this is... I, I don't like facial recognition. I just don't like it at all. And that's from a person I have. I own the uh, the iPhone X, and that's how I'm able to unlock my phone with facial recognition. I don't like facial recognition. I don't. I really don't like the facial recognition. My computer is really acting up and driving me crazy. I'm trying to do a show here. It's time to upgrade to win. To uh, <sighs> come on, please. There you go. Stupid thing. Windows suck. I mentioned Windows suck. Okay, uh, let's see. What else we got here? Facebook patterns show tracking users in real world. Let's see, this is another thing I'm, I, I just don't like. All right, let me uh, take a break while I get this situated with the computer. Okay, welcome back. I was able to uh rectify the problem so let's get back to this story when facebook rolled out facial recognition tools in the european union this year it prompted the technology as a way to help people safeguard their online identities i don't think it is i think it's not safeguarding anything facial recognition Technology allows us to help protect you from a stranger using your photo to impersonate you, Facebook told its users in Europe. I, that's what they're telling us, but what are they really using it for? I did a story before on Facebook. If you saw my, if you uh, listened to my podcast on the, oh, I don't have it in front of me, but the one I did on Monday, I believe, Monday or Sunday. So if you go back and you listen to those, I talked about what's going on with Facebook. But uh, it was a risky move by the social network. Six years earlier, it had deactivated the technology in Europe after regulators there raised questions about its facial recognition consent system. Now Facebook was reintroducing the service as part of an update of its user permission process in Europe. Yet Facebook is taking a huge reputational risk in aggressively pushing the technology at a time when its data mining 
practices are under uh, scrutiny in the United States and Europe. So, yeah, I just don't... Uh, come on, get to the meat of this. Facebook's push to spread facial recognition also puts the company at the center of a broader and intensifying debate about how the powerful technology should be handled. The technology can be used to remotely identify people by name without their knowledge or consent. See, that's troubling to me. While proponents view it as a high-tech tool to catch criminals, civil liberties experts warn it enables a mass surveillance system, NSS. You don't know what I mean by that, NSS? No blank, Sherlock. That's exact. I agree with that. Facial recognition works by scanning faces of unnamed people in photos or videos and then matching codes of their facial patterns to those in a database of named people. Facebook has said that users are in charge of that process, right? Right, right. You're in charge of the process. But critics said people cannot actually control the technology because Facebook scans their faces in photos even when their facial recognition settings is turned off. That is true. So it's pretty much BS. It's BS. It's BS, BS, BS. BS, just, 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 just. Trump advisors face taunts from hecklers around D.C. Okay, we already know this stuff. This isn't new. I don't want to read any of that. I don't care. Pelosi's forgets McConnell's name. Aid forced to prompt. Let's see what this is about. Yeah, Pelosi, something's going on with her. I think she's in the early stage of dementia, honestly. She really, I believe that. It says, Pelosi thinks questioning her ability to lead is sexist, then forgets McConnell's name. <laughs> yeah, look at her. She's, wow. In an interview with Rolling Stone, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, Democrat from California, dodged questions about her leadership, calling the questions a little bit on the sexist side. Pelosi also struggled to summon Senator Majority Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, Republican, named forcing an aide to prompt her. The interview conducted by Tim Dickinson covered everything from the Democrats' odd odds of winning in the House in 2018 to the possibility of impeaching. Okay, I don't care. There's no, there's no evidence for or any reason to impeach President Trump, so I'm done reading that story. That's the end of that crap. Uh, The airline restrooms getting smaller. How smaller can they get? I mean, how smaller can the restroom actually get? It's not your imagination, folks. Airline restrooms are getting smaller. Let's see here. I I I could I could already tell you why it's getting smarter without even reading the article. It's probably because they want to make room for more seats so they can make more money. That's pretty. It's always follow the money, and you'll know what something 
you know, why something is happening. This is from Bloomberg. It says, if the restrooms on your next flight seems a bit snug, don't assume you've picked up a few pounds. Well, it might be with these Americans. That's a, that's another show for another day. I want to talk about obesity, but not right now. But that's a definitely a, a big problem. But uh, let's continue here. U.S. airlines increasingly are putting smaller lavatories on their planes. And the economics of the decision means that they're probably here to stay. As labor costs rise and fuel prices surge, airlines are taking advantage of robust travel demand to squeeze as many passengers as possible into a plane. See, I knew it even before I read it. Yeah, okay. I don't need to read anymore. I already figured it out already. In life, pretty much, if you follow the money, you'll be able to, to answer most questions. Just follow the money, and you will know exactly what's going on. Okay, what's this? Uh, the WHD declares sex addic addiction is a mental health disorder. Hmm, very interesting. This is from the Daily Mail. Sex addiction is a mental health disorder, declares the World Health Organization and Treatment. Let's see, why did they say this? Uh, okay, so many ads when you try to read, a, a re, you know? Ad, that's another thing that drives me nuts. You try to read an article... And you, there's so many ads and pop-ups, you can't even read the article. It's like ridiculous. It's almost like you re, you would rather pay some money so um, you don't have to see these ads. Okay, let me try to read this. Okay, so it says, An inability to control sexual urges leading to people neglecting their health. Sufferers do this despite often deriving no pleasure from being intimate. Patients must suffer from the disorder for six months and experience dis distress. It is unclear if sex addiction treatment will be provided on the NHSCR. It's leading to money. They want to they wanna find some disorder again. See, I tell you, follow the money and you'll figure out why most things are happening. Yeah. How about uh, watching less porn or make or making porn less accessible? Cause that could lead to to sex disorder. Hmm. Probably less than that. So you got ice protesters chanting "f the police" at officers. Unbelievable. And they 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 talk about us right-wingers not being civil when it's always them. They're the uncivilized ones. They really are. You know, as one of my favorite talk show hosts said, it's time for the right-wing to uh, learn self-defense because we need to defend ourselves because they're getting more and more violent and what we're supposed to do is lay down and just march into the oven? No. So... We need to learn self-defense and obviously practice your Second Amendment by taking proper classes to become 
a concealed carrier because this is getting ridiculous. Protesters gathered in Columbus, Ohio to protest um, ICE by erecting a 32-foot tall tripod. They began chanting F the police after the police officers deconstructed the tripod Monday morning. Yeah, that's... We really, we, you know, you really do need to learn self-defense. It's, it's, it's no joke. These people are, are lunatics. They have no idea what they're doing. And they're going to hurt and kill one of us. I mean, they try to do it before. Remember when the Republican, I forgot exactly where they shot him. He's, I think he's a, he's a senator or a congressman. I forget, but it's just going to get worse and worse. So, let's see. <laughs> Woman attacked with all her own pepper spray. Okay, that's not going to read that. Boston weighs given non-citizenship. Oh, no, 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 no. This is in my home state of Massachusetts, even though I don't live in Boston. Boston weighs given legal non-citizens voting rights. Are you that? Are you crazy? Is you crazy? The Boston AP non-citizens, non-U.S. citizens living in the country legally may one day be allowed to vote in Boston elections. That's just pathetic. It's pathetic. The city council is holding hearings Tuesday. That's today. On the idea at the request. So if you're Listen to the sound of my voice and you are you living in Boston. Please go there and disrupt this. This is ridiculous. This can't happen. Okay, I can't read anymore. That's pissing me off. Really pissing me off. Are you kidding me? Oh, are you kidding me? Are you joking? LA, LA's record heat wave was compromised and likely wrong. Yeah, we we definitely know that. You know, they lie about global warming. This is from the Daily Caller. And uh, it says here that the, media, the meteorologist says that it was incorrect because the readings were uh, wrong because of where the buildings are located and uh, yeah, the temperatures were not as high as they said. So, yeah, who cares? They lie. Liberals lie. What's new about that? Let's see here. Orcas of Pacific Northwest starving and disappearing. Why are they starving and disappearing? Let's see. That's sad. I, I, whales are so are intelligent animals. When I went... Uh, when I went deep sea fishing, I think it was when was I on vacation? Uh, I don't remember. A month or two ago, I was on vacation and went deep sea fishing and saw some whales out there. They're beautiful animals. So this is in this is in Seattle. It says for the last three years, not one calf has been born to the dwelling pods of black and white killer whales 
and uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Normally, four or five calves would be born each year among this fairly unique urban population of whales pods. And they gave them names J, K, and L. But most recently, the number of orcas here um, are dwindling just to 75, a 30-year low. So that's not good. Why is this happening? They're listed as endangered since 2005. Uh, but it's not really saying why it's happening. Uh, the orcas are also facing a new threat. What's the new threat? The recent agreement between the Canadian government and the Kinder Morgan to expand the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Yeah, oh, I knew it was coming to that. BS. It's nothing to do with the pipe. Okay, screw you. I knew it was some crap. Not. Pipeline has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Yeah, because it's a pipeline. I would like to take the pipeline. Okay, so anyway, let's move on here. World's first floating city will have own government and currency by 2022. I haven't heard anything about this. Have you heard about a... Um, a hmm. Yeah, it's from the sun. And I don't know. I don't... I just don't believe stories from the sun. It just seemed so far-fetched. But if you want to read that story, just go to the sun and read it. I'm not. I don't like to read stories from the sun because it, it, it's it's uh, to me the sun is um is uh, what do you call these type of papers like a National Enquirer um, tabloid papers. I don't read. I don't read stories from there because I don't tend to believe most of them. Yeah, maybe once in a blue moon that the stories are actually true, but for the most part, I'm not reading it. Blood tests reveal life expect Blood tests reveal life expectancy. Okay, so basically, the blood test will tell you how long you're going to live. I don't know that I would want a blood test to tell me that. Hey, Mr. Blyden, you have two more years to live. Do you actually want to know how long you're going to live? Because the problem with that is if you know how long you're going to live, well, you're going to not live like, not live um, life like you would normally would if you like, didn't know when you were going to live, die. I don't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take that test at all. In fact, if I had cancer, I would tell the doctor that don't tell me how long I have to live. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. I mean, some people will say I'd want to know because I, I could get my my life and my things in a fair. And, and I'll get all, you know, do things that you'd want to do before you die and whatnot. Hmm, a study. Being rich is successful in your DNA. Okay, I'm not going to read that. A record priced $16 million for a colt. Wow. Let's see here. A little sport here. The slugger on track for the worst single season in baseball history. I don't really... 
care about sports. Okay. Uh, what else we got here? I don't care. More protests and unrest continues over fuel prices. The fuel prices are definitely going up. I am not a big fan of that. Not loving that at all. Not loving that. And good thing I have a four-cylinder. It's so I'm able to to fare a little bit better, but I still don't like the the prices rising. They used to take like I think thirty or forty to fill me up. Now it's it's taking closer to fifty or sixty now, so it's going up there. Um, backlash building to cashless movement. What's this? What do we have here? What is the cashless movement? Washington Aaron Bateman pulled out a few 20 bills to pay for a taco lunch in the nation's capital. To his surprise, his money was no good in the city where money's printed. Why is this? Let's see. Why is it? What is this? Uh, oh, I guess the Mexican eatery doesn't take cash. No cash means no register for robbers to empty out. No bills for workers to slip into their pockets. And no change countering holding up line. You know what? I mean, it sounds kind of uh, kind of silly, but it also it does make some sense i mean it's i if i i could see their business model saying no cash and pretty much everyone has a debit card or a credit card so i don't think it's a bad idea actually i don't think it's a bad idea at all i i like it i kind of like it i don't know why but i just think it's i think it's pretty cool i don't think every it's not for every business but I think it's a good idea. YouTube to promote authoritative news. What is authoritative news? Anything behind Google, which is essential YouTube because they own Google. I don't know. I have to read this. YouTube debuts plan to promote and fund authoritative news. I've never heard of authoritative news. What is authoritative news? Following a year in which YouTube has reportedly prompted Conspiracy theory videos doing breaking news events like the shooting in Parkland, Florida, and Las Vegas, the company announced on Monday, a slew of new features it hopes will make news on the platform more reliable and less susceptible to manipulation. So the company is also investing $25 million in grants to news organizations looking to expand their video operations as part of a large 300 million program sponsored by YouTube sisters company Google. According to YouTube executive, the goal is to identify authoritative news sources, bring those videos to the top of the user feed, and support quality journalism with tools. And could I, could I tell you what this means? It just means that 
that uh, conservative news will go to the bottom and they will push liberal news to the top. End the story. The end. Dun, 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 dun. That's all it means. Cut through the crap and just tell you exactly what these people are trying to do. And, uh, and what is this? Hmm. Here's something that that that's uh that I like because I've I've long said Amazon they're the worst offenders the worst offenders of being a monopoly and here, so here's a story here Amazon antitrust critic joins FTC as agency sets sites on let's see this this is now this is now my eyes are wide open <clears throat> I'm liking this it's about time. Like I've I've been saying over and over every time the White House has sent me um sent me surveys and asking me my opinion on every one of them I've always written in Amazon is too big, they're a monopoly, Facebook is a monopoly, Google is a monopoly, Apple is a monopoly, Microsoft is a monopoly, they need to be broken up. And finally Someone have heard me. So there's a there's a story here. It says Amazon antitrust critic joins FTC agency, sets sights on tech. Thank the Lord for this. So Lena Khan, a prominent critic of Amazon.com Inc. business practices, is joining the office of the Federal Trade Com- Commissioner. I am liking this. I'm I'm like ecstatic. Let's see. As the agency prepares to increase antitrust scrutiny of the technology firm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not saying that Amazon isn't a good company. I do lots of business with Amazon. But they are killing competition. They need to be broken up. And they're not the only ones. Others need to be broken up as well. You know? Facebook, they're, they're too powerful, they're too influential. And unfortunately, they're not, they're not uh, right down the middle. They are left-leaning, and that's not a good thing. So, yeah, starting with Amazon, that's a, that's a nice start. So, okay, now that we got the news out the way, let's take a break. And when we get back, I will get to the, the stuff I really want to talk about, and that's these college students and college professors. Political Bombshell. Um, honey? Yes, dear? Have you heard about this new podcast? Yes, dear. Okay, first off, it's all about Lost Soul. I do not know that maybe you know about Lost Souls or not, but I'm a pretty good expert at uh, Lost Souls. I think that you should advertise your business on there. Honey, I'm already there. I'm at advertisecast.com forward slash 3318. Advertisecast.com forward slash 3318. Grow your business today. Advertise on America's exciting radio podcast. Advertisecast.com forward slash 3318. That's advertisecast.com forward slash 3318. Welcome back. All right. So, 
many things to talk about. And uh, I just want to talk about college students' parents. Uh, why would you send your student to a college that's not teaching them to, uh, to make it to the next level? All they're teaching them is propaganda and to pretty much hate capitalism and, and love socialism. Is is that what you're really going into debt and paying all these these uh, loans for so you can uh, have a socialist child? Because I know that that's not something I would want, but maybe you want that. I don't know. I am just wondering what the hell you guys really want. So... I want to turn my attention to conservative college students. It's, I know it's got to be very difficult because you're very much outnumbered on the college campus. So I want to play a clip to help you out called The Conservative Student's Survival Guide. And it tells you seven ways to help you navigate your way through co um, college. As a professor at a major American university, I am well aware of higher education's liberal bias. I also know the unique challenges that college students with conservative views face. If you're one of those students, here are seven ways you can turn those challenges into opportunities for learning and growth. 1. Face reality. The reality is that at most colleges and universities, the leftist worldview is the norm. Everything else is considered a deviation. This is certainly the case in the humanities and social sciences. Even the hard sciences and professional majors like business have been influenced, although thus far at least, to a much lesser degree. Simply being aware of this ideological imbalance is a big step forward. It will help you think critically about what you're being taught. 2. Seek out allies. The easiest way to do this is to identify the non-left and conservative groups and clubs on campus and to join some of them. We all need allies. We all need friends with whom we can talk freely. Plus, fellow independent thinking students can give you advice on how to navigate the politically correct obstacle course that runs through almost all college campuses, and where to find the few non-leftist faculty. They do exist. Three, avoid pointless ideological battles. It's not your personal responsibility to correct the leftist bias that permeates higher education. You're not going to turn around the professor who has no patience for your conservative views, so don't try. It's fine to pose probing questions, but don't push too hard. The same goes for your fellow students who espouse leftist views. Probe, but don't push too hard. Also recognize that many left-leaning faculty are committed to an open discussion of controversial topics. Conflicts with closed-minded professors will happen less often than you might imagine. 4. Stay cool. If you do mix it up with a leftist professor or fellow student, always be calm, reasonable, and respectful, even if they don't return the favor. Think of yourself as an ambassador for conservative ideas. Coming off as a hothead isn't going to help the cause. It's not easy to control your temper, especially when you're being falsely accused of being sexist, intolerant, xenophobic, bigoted, or racist. But that's what you have to do. Your opponents will look for any excuse to dismiss you as a crazy conservative, so don't give him the chance. Remember this, the person who loses his cool often loses the debate. Five, 
choose wisely. Consider a major that isn't inherently hostile to conservative ideas. The hard sciences like physics and chemistry are much less likely to be politicized in part because the material is less subjective. In the social sciences, political science and economics tend to be more tolerant of conservative ideas, if only because a proportionally large minority of the faculty hold views that are centrist or right of center. For example, in the years I've taught at Penn State University in Harrisburg, the political science faculty have been, without exception, committed to teaching politics and policy impartially. On the other hand, gender studies, ethnic studies, and pretty much anything with the word studies after it, tend to be more ideological. I would suggest steering clear of these courses your freshman year. Wait until you've had a little more experience and confidence before taking on these subjects. 6. Know your rights. If your instructor or even the administration targets you because of your beliefs, you have options. Organizations like the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, FIRE, who fight for freedom of speech, religious liberty, and due process on college campuses can help you. You may be in an ideological minority, but you're not alone. 7. Work hard. College faculty value hardworking, enthusiastic students, period. The easiest way to win over your leftist professor is to do your classwork in a conscientious manner. That's your way of showing respect. Many teachers will respect you in turn if you read the assigned materials, take part in class discussion, and show that you understand the key concepts. Chances are you'll do just fine. As I noted in a previous pre-university course, how the liberal university hurts the liberal student, I believe that conservative students stand to get more out of their college experience than their liberal counterparts. Why? Because conservative students are constantly exposed to dissenting viewpoints. This opposition sharpens them intellectually and helps them grow. The secret is to be prepared. Follow these seven rules and you will be. I'm Matthew Wessner, Associate Professor of Political Science at Penn State Harrisburg for Prager University. See now, I like most of the guide, guidance that he gave you there. But me, myself, I'm a fighter. I've always been a fighter. I've always been outspoken. And I just can't remain nice when someone's nasty to me. So there's no way that I could be a nice conservative. I mean, haven't we learned from our... Look at, look at take our past um, presidential nominees, like Mitt Romney. He was like a, like a Boy Scout, and they destroyed him. He didn't have fought back. That's why he lost. Had he been a fighter like our great President Trump here, he would have probably won. But he did not fight back, and he began, you know, he, uh, he lost. He was a loser, basically, in plain English. So I like what he had to say there, but I am a fighter, and I believe you have to fight back. Now, maybe you have to, to uh, you know, you're in college, and... You're outnumbered and the professors are not on your side either. And so maybe you have to try to not be as uh, outspoken as I would be. And that's why I would be horrible in college because I, I, yeah, I would not fare well there. I really wouldn't fare well at all. So I want to play our next clip. And it's talking about the hard lessons in socialist scheme. So let's play that. It was the last day of college registration and students were scrambling to find their final courses for the semester. 
Without having ample time to sufficiently vet their potential professors, the desperate students were signing up blindly for just about any course that would fulfill their college graduation requirements. As a result of their indiscriminating haste, about 300 students from this liberal university found themselves in the lecture hall of the one lone conservative professor on campus. But before the political science professor could open his mouth during the early morning class, one of the students beat him to it. He's kind of a sleepy looking kid, raised his hand and said, hey, hey, how hard is it to get a passing grade in your class? The professor was taken a bit aback and thought pensively before answering and said, you know, I have never failed a single student before, but one year I failed an entire class. His comment drew some nervous chuckles from the ocean of bleary-eyed progressives, but when his tone grew a bit more somber, hundreds of heads inched forward to see if this class might be a little bit more than they might have bargained for. He said, the entire class I failed four years ago had insisted that Obama's socialist schemes worked well with no one being poor and no one being rich and a kind of great leap forward for equalization. How many of you students would agree with your comrades from that prior class? Finally one and then two and eventually every hand was raised in the class in kind of a student solidarity. The conservative professor, outnumbered and looking mildly tortured, said, Okay, class, you win. I'll conduct yet another experiment with this class on the efficiency of Obama's schemes. All grades will be average and everyone will receive the same grade so that no one will fail and no one will receive an A. With that, spontaneous cheers and applause erupted from about 80% of the students, high-fiving one another, exiting their first day of the class with that antiquated old conservative professor. One week later, after the first test, the conservative political science professor announced that in the spirit of Obama, he averaged all the students' grades, resulting in everybody getting an, a B. At first, they thought it would be an A, but they're happy enough with a B. Of course, the students who studied hard were most upset. Students who didn't study at all were the most happy. Another week later, as the second test rolled around, the students who previously studied only a little had studied even less this time around. And the ones who had studied hard decided they would take a free ride too, so they, they studied very little. The result, the second average of the tests was a D and no one was happy. Then the day for midterms finally arrived. After it was too late to drop the course, the test was administered and the average score of that test was an F. One big fat collective F. The results of all the tests thereafter, including the final exam, were collective failing marks. Blame shifting and name calling escalated with hard feelings abounding since no one was willing to study for the benefit of anyone else. On the last day of class, the professor announced that everyone in the class had failed. But as his formerly liberal students were making their way for the door with, with their heads hung low, he gave one final lecture his students would never forget. He said, just as all of you failed this class while waiting for others to do the work, so will Obama's socialist schemes ultimately fail because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. But when government takes away the reward and the incentive, no one will try or even want to succeed. Ah, if only American politicians could learn this lesson. You gotta love that lesson. I mean, it is so true. Apply that to real life. It is so, 
so true. And that's socialism. And it failed everywhere it's been tried. You have the the socialists out there that say, well, maybe the right person didn't do it. How many people are you supposed to go through beside, before you decide that this it does not work? Yeah. It's, it's always an excuse. There's always an excuse uh, for why, why socialism didn't work. It doesn't work. Plain and simple. Does not work. So I don't know why you insist on spreading the big lie that socialism is great and wonderful. Look at Venezuela. For God's sake, the people can't even afford toilet paper. That's how bad it is. That's socialism for you at work. And I always say, you like socialism work? Why don't you go live in a socialist society? I I, I hate the people who wants to, they, they hate capitalism and they love, they love socialism, yet they won't go live in a, in a socialist country. Instead, they want to change capitalism to socialism, basically change America from what its founding fathers wanted it to be. No, I don't think so. You should get out. You follow the illegals out of the country and leave. That's what you should do if you if you believe in your socialism that much. So pathetic. Oh my goodness, I can't deal with with idiots. Idiots just frustrates the hell out of me. I gotta tell you, I it's hard. I I just can't put up with with idiocy. You know, it's just asinine having to deal with with liberals. It really is. So I want to turn to a clip here where the college students turn on the liberal professor. And this is a what they call a teachable moment. I love that this happened. Hi, I'm Dr. Duke. This is I'm Right. And here's why I'm right today. Think about what we've chronicled over the last few months about crazy college campuses. What's going on in places like Orange County College in, in California, Evergreen College, the lunacy going on at Evergreen College up in Washington State. What's going on at Clemson and, M and, and SMU. What's gone, what gone on a few, went on a few years ago in Missouri. I mean, my goodness, the University of Missouri's enrollments have plunged because of the riots and the protests there. What all of this reveals to us is that modern liberalism is gutless cowardice that these liberal students who for decades and decades have been trained to believe that everything in the world was not their fault, every, every social ill, every, the fact that they weren't rich, the fact that they had to pay back their college student loans was the result of white conservative Christian men, was the result of the patriarchy, it was misogyny, it was racism, it was white privilege. And after all these decades, finally, liberal students, progressive students, finally decided to call the bluff it's like a poker game. Call the bluff of their liberal white teachers. If what you're telling us is true for all these decades, liberal white college professors, then you're the problem. You are as much the problem as the conservative, the, conserv the Republican in the White House, uh, as the Christian uh, uh, school down the road. You liberal white professors are the primary focus of racism, misogyny in the world, not just conservatives. You, you're white, you're liberal, you're progressive. You participate in the culture of oppression that whitey participates in collectively. You're guilty too. And they're turning their ire now on liberal professors. And liberal professors, because of the abject cowardice of modern progressivism, don't even have an answer. They can't point out to these kids that they don't know their history. They can't point out to these kids that attacking free speech uh, to defend free speech, shutting people down in the name of free speech, using violence to get your way, uh, making wild historical accusations that have no basis in truth, that these things are all faulty methodologies. The liberals have let that ship sail. They've abandoned logic. They've abandoned reason. They've abandoned 
and truth. And so now we see what you reap you sow. For generations, primarily progressive liberal white professors have driven out conservatives, driven out Republicans, persecuted Christians, waged a war on free speech in college campus, and now it's turning around to bite them. Couldn't happen to a more deserving group. So there's a saying and I can't, a quote rather, and I can't think of the quote, so I'm going to put my own spin on it. And uh, you, but you'll, you'll get what I'm trying to say here. When they came for the conservative, I did not fight because I'm a liberal. When they came for the libertarians, I did not fight because I am not a libertarian. I am a liberal. So they took the conservative and the liberals and the libertarians away and there was no one else left to fight for the liberals. That's what happened there. And they definitely deserve exactly what they got. They deserve everything that came to them because that's what happens. They, you chased out all of the conservatives out of your, your, your uh, campus with your nonsense. Why would I want to go there and deal with your nonsense? I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't want to deal with your nonsense. I don't want to deal with any socialism. It's like this. 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 Uh, acquaintance, Enrique. He is horrible. He has no idea. Well, he's liberal. What do you expect? It's you know. What do you expect from a liberal? But. He calls me a Nazi, and says that I'm a fascist and that I need to go back to Haiti. And he just ha he has no idea what he's talking about. I invite him to come on my show every time, but he just laughs it off because what happens basically when you confront a liberal, they will if they have they can't argue facts with you. So what do they do? They insult you personally. That's what they do. They go, launch into personal attacks or they run away, and that's exactly what he does. He can't help it. He's liberal. That's what they do. That's exactly what they do. So, um, yeah, he can't help what he is. It's just like the next clip I'm going to play. These students, they love socialism. Yeah, they love it. But they can't even define what socialism is, but they love it. And that's Enrique to a T. That's him to a T. They cannot def define what they love. I can define why I love conservatism. I can, you know... Define it because I live it, I, I eat it, I breathe it, I sleep it. And um, they can't define what socialism is. So let me just play these idiot college kids. In your opinion, is socialism a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I think people kind of throw that word around to try to scare you. But if helping people is socialism, then I'm for it. It could really benefit our okay. country in the future. I think it's a good idea. Socialism as a concept, as a philosophy is good. I think that it's got a bad rep. Trying to spread the wealth is definitely a good thing in America, and okay. it's definitely a thing that's needed. There's a lot of things with social welfare that I think would be good to have. Do you have a positive reaction to socialism or a negative one? I'd say a more positive one. I'm definitely more open to it. But we should have a standard of living for all people. Okay. Just by default, that should just be available. If we did it democratically, then we could really incorporate socialism. Like, it's it definitely seems like a more feasible option, and it could help more people like just as a broad term it could help more people 
How would you define socialism? I mean, honestly, that definition gets thrown around a lot. I'm not exactly sure. How would you view what socialism is, though? Um, Economically, what is socialism? Economically, hmm. So, hmm, I'm going to think about that for a second. Um, jeez. Uh, I guess just specifically just, you know, getting rid of that wealth gap in the United States. Um, how would I describe it as little words possible? Um, uh, how would you define socialism? Hmm. Um, I mean, it's definitely more of an open form of government and it feels like a lot more accessible to a lot more people and that's kind of how I see it like being more accessible and more kind of like equal ground yeah what what does that mean necessarily though I'm to be quite honest I don't know you gotta love it they don't know what it is but they love it anyway I mean there's a few of them that had some an idea and they still loved it and others who kind of didn't think it was a good idea but um yeah it, it's just a nonsense that uh that they actually believe in something and love it and they don't know how to articulate it it's ridiculous they really don't get it it's just like some of these berkeley students on socialism let's listen to them depends i might <laughs> i'm considering it I would vote for one. I would not be able to because I really don't really know what that's about and what that candidate will be like. Our socialist candidate, Bernie, uh, he brings up re uh, real and great problems. I don't know if I can vote for him because I just don't think that he can propose realistic solutions. I would say um, socialism, I guess it depends on what the candidate really is trying to implement. I would vote for a socialist candidate because I think that a lot of our country's problems would be solved by um, increasing taxes on the rich. The wealthy have so much money that they don't spend that isn't circulating to the economy. Taxing them a little bit more would go a really long way. A social candidate would help a lot with the issues we have. Uh, yes, I would. If the agenda is clear and if he says makes sense, then I would. Socialist doesn't really matter to me. I would like vote for them based on their policy. You shouldn't like rule out somebody just because like they identify a certain way. So you need to like evaluate like what they're saying. Whether he's socialist or not doesn't necessarily uh, impact my decision. Because I don't think that your suit or your uh, political party defines who you are and your leadership skills. I don't think I can define socialism. I don't entirely understand what socialism is or what it means or like what that candidate would like support. I would say like France would be like a model, right? So socialism is like high taxes and more or less towards like, like people associate that with communism. Less control to the individual, more control for uh, the government. Right. The government maintains a level of equality in work and more power to the government, which means more money for the government, more government spending on things like education, infrastructure, things like that. The belief that like, wealth should be distributed equally. I think it's uh, like putting, I guess, uh, the interests of the full society kind of 
be for the individual interest. So the classic socialism, what people think is when the government owns all businesses, but socialism as in progressive, progressive socialism is when the, uh, the government has a say, uh, get, like government has power over the economy, like a certain type of power, so the economy is not completely liberal. Yeah, I definitely think so, um, because there's just, like, socialism has a bad reputation. Um, it's associated with communism, which also has a bad, really bad reputation. I remember my history teacher saying something about how, like, because, like, the wealth distribution in this country is just so, like, this is really bad. He's saying that, like, the word socialism is, like, losing its, like, poor reputation. So, like, younger generations are, like, more open to, like, socialist candidates and things like that. I think socialist being more on the left side yes because young people are more inclined to um, at least these days take upon social issues i would say so yes i mean i think it also depends on what part of the country you look at um, but i feel here in california um, socialism would be something supported by by young people i do think that because they don't really know what progressive socialism is. When they think socialism, they think USSR. They think um, like China in the Mao ages. Today's generation, they look more, they kind of research more what socialism, like uh, progressive socialism is. And they kind of understand that, oh, it actually makes sense. It's not as scary as uh, it was before. College days, young people are more likely to vote for our socialist candidate because of like what he's offering. He's saying like, let's forgive student debt and everyone coming out of college without a job is like uh, scared that they won't get a job and would rather that debt be relieved. I would say that in general, older people would be less open to something here. And the young people are, you know, are kind of, you know, haven't lived that much so they can see the problems in today's society and kind of want to change, radical change. I don't know because I just, I think it's more has to do with um, where the people come from and like what they've grown up with. Well, I feel like just younger people are willing to experiment. So younger people like are tired of what didn't work. So they're like ready to try something new. You know, you wonder why other countries are surpassing us and doing way better than us when it comes to education. Well, this is why socialism has taken over. Propaganda has taken over. Students aren't learning anything. So, of course, yeah, other countries are going to surpass us. It's ridiculous. I just don't even understand why, excuse me, why this is going on. It's ridiculous. Even like China, for instance, they're, so they're a socialist uh, country. But they're smart enough to know you got to teach students to actually teach students so they can learn and so they can be come out and be... um not be worthless and be able to help the economy and help China and their cause, whether they want to develop, you know, weapons of, to kill other countries or whatever it is. They know that you have to be smart and you can't be a dummy. We have to actually teach them. So, yeah, the students are coming out dumber and dumber. Dumber and dumber. That's just the plain truth about it. And... I know this is not a clip from a college professor, but you have a high school teacher, and which is the step before college anyway, but a high school teacher actually um, admitting what's going on as far as brainwashing goes. 
It's just really bad stuff. What did you say? You don't have the clip. All right. So anyway, there was a clip that I had, but we can't. Actually, yes, we found it. Okay, let's play the clip. Did you have to pay for that popcorn? Yes, I did. So it wasn't free? No. Bernie didn't give you free popcorn? No. All right. All right, how much free stuff are you expecting from Bernie? Um, in reality, nothing is free. And I think, I would hope that people that listen to his message understand what he means by free college, that it's not free, um, that he's trying to help college students, you know, uh, not rack up so much debt and have the opportunity um, to attend college. Right. Um, so you see, they're admitting it, that they are teaching students to be brainwashed. And I spoke about earlier, I told you that liberals, when they are confronted by you, they either run away or they shut it down. Well, the next clip is a perfect example. A high school teacher confronts Ben Shapiro and basically shuts it down because Ben Shapiro comes at him with knowledge and he didn't want the students to hear this and so he cut him right off. So wouldn't you concede that it's possibly, possibly better to redistribute wealth then so that others are able to rise up, join the middle class, procure a better education so that they're a better workforce okay, on a global redistribution scale. Redistribution of wealth does not achieve competition. Because it turns out that what actually achieves competition is the sort of values that you impose in your work life. This is why if you have a bunch of people who win the lottery, disproportionately people who are poor and win the lottery end up poor again. The reason people are permanently poor in the United States is not because they don't have money, it's because they suck with money. The reason people are temporarily poor is because they don't have money. The reason they're permanently poor, okay, this is self-evident, folks, that's not even controversial. If you're, if you're poor in America your entire life, you are not great with money by definition. Okay, if you are, name me one person in America who's phenomenal with money, but it's poor for 80 years in the United States. I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah, Shapiro. I'm uh, at a point right now, quite frankly, where um, I'm going to dismiss the students. Uh, I know there are other questions that would like to be asked. Um, it's... Why? With all due respect, Mr. Shapiro, um, there you have it, and this happens to me as well whether it be online or in person, liberals do this. They will either run away or they will toss personal insults at you to shut you up. That's what they do. They, don't, they, don't, they can't win any other way. That's the only thing they can do is to toss insults at you. And that's just the way how they play it. For instance, these liberal idiots... They were told that the Trump tax plan was actually Bernie Sanders' plan, and they loved it. First, he tells them, you know, ask them if they what they think of the Trump plan and, and oxy. They hate it. Blah blah blah. We know the drill. But when he tells, when he reads parts of the plan, and he says it's from Bernie, then they love it. Play that. This week, Donald Trump released his new tax plan, which was immediately shot down by his political opponents on the left. But what would those same people think if they were told that that tax plan was actually Bernie Sanders' plan? Today, we're at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. to find out.
What were your thoughts on Trump's tax plan when you saw it? Um, it's very, it's better for the upper class than anyone else. Pretty much a uh, horrible for the middle class, especially the lower class. I mean, not ideal. It's probably not the most efficient nor beneficial to the general populace. Pretty negative. <laughs> I feel the same. Yeah, yeah. So Bernie Sanders came out with his plan. Some people call it the compassionate alternative. So we're getting opinions on Bernie's plan. First, one of Bernie Sanders' plans is to enhance the child tax credit, which is tax money given back to families when they have children. What do you think of that? Positive or negative? Positive. All right. Same. I was a social worker, mm -hmm. so I understand how important tax credits like that are. Parents that go, have children go through a lot, and I think giving back money to them really, in turn, helps the children. I think that's great. I think that's positive, definitely. Positive, definitely. Next up, uh, eliminating the death tax. So when people die, it's a large tax on their estate that goes to their family. What do you think of that? I think that's definitely something that we should be doing. I do think that's a good idea because I'm from New Jersey and we used to have like a really heavy inheritance tax. I'm in favor of that. I would say more positive. I think I agree with that. Bernie is planning to lower the small business tax rate to a maximum of 25%. I think that's a positive or negative? Um, I definitely think that's a positive. I feel very positively toward that. My family has a small business, so I would definitely think that's a positive thing. Taxing them less makes more sense. Any way we can help small businesses work and like thrive, it's definitely something that's beneficial for the country. I think that would be great. Overall, main idea of the plan, what do you think? Bernie did a good job, bad job? I think overall, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good job. All good right. job, Bernie. I think it's a definitely good plan, a positive plan that can help everyone. I think it's pretty good, like uh, definitely better than Whatever Trump is proposing, I would make that leap right there. So, what if I told you this actually is Donald Trump's tax plan, not Bernie's? You got me. <laughs> it is. It's, it's Trump's plan. Hello, darkness, my old friend. All of these are actually Trump's ideas. This is actually Trump's plan. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. That, wow. I am shocked that I do agree with Trump on certain things. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I'm definitely happily surprised that it like, sounds a lot better than I would have expected it to. I would have imagined he would be a little more stupid than that. Okay. So, But it's not a stupid plan? No, I don't think so. But I think if you said it was Trump, at least for many people it would be more opposition to it just because it was Trump. It could be a policy of giving me ice cream, but if it's Trump, I'd be like, what's in that ice cream? I definitely think there's an initial bias. I mean, I've done it myself. Like, I'll just like, hear the word Trump and I'm like, ugh. Um, I definitely think that's something to like need to be like looked over. People once they hear Trump or like Republican, they become like, oh, they suck no matter what. I think people definitely hear the name and start to think things automatically. And also because a lot of people just go to the same news sources, the same media, it makes it tough to get other points of views. You see what I mean? And that's the difference between a liberal and a conservative. If, for, if for instance, uh, a liberal came up to me and they were reading you know, Hillary Clinton's policy and told me it was Trump's policy. I wouldn't automatically love it just because it's Trump's policy. That's not what I do. I'm a free thinker. If the policy sounds like it stinks, I'm going to tell you it stinks and I'm going to tell you why I think it stinks. So they can't pull that type of uh, trick on the conservative. If you're a true conservative and you're a free thinker, they can't pull that on you. We're much smarter than that. We, 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 actually think things through and first of all we would know that's not a trump and we'd know because we are more informed than you so we would know that it's a lie anyway but you couldn't pass that off on us because we would know 
that it's a lie and we won't agree with something just because you know just because you say it's trump and it's if it sounds like it stinks and it probably does stink and we will not agree with it so um there's not much more i can say to that so I'm going to take a little break, and when I come back, I want to end the show by talking about Ruben Martinez. And I uh, maybe I'll read a little bit of his uh, article, and then I will play some clips of him and what he had to say, and then I'll comment on what he had to say. Welcome back, Political Bomb Show. So, let me just read some clips from uh, Rudy Martinez. He published in the University Star. And that was at Texas State University. And then the, t- the article is entitled, Your DNA is an Abomination. Let's see here. Uh, just some clip from it. It says, he says, uh, white death will mean liberation for all. Accept this death as the first step towards defining yourself as something other than oppressor. I mean, he's essentially calling for the death of white people. I want you to remember that this these are his words. He clearly said that. He said also here, until then remember this, I hate you because you shouldn't exist. You are both the dominant apparatus on the planet and the void in which all other cultures upon meeting you die. Okay. So um I just want to uh want you to I wanted to read that to you first before I play what he had to say. Mr. Rudy Martinez. Again he says White death will mean liberation for all. Okay. Let's play what he had to say. The headline reads, Your DNA is an abomination. The author starts by saying he has only met a dozen white people he would consider decent and ends by saying, quote, I hate you because you shouldn't exist. The papers are all over campus. Claims that he hates all white people. Uh, now, if that's not blatant racism, I don't know what is. Student body president Connor Clegg says the article shocked him and apparently others around the state. I've had uh, parents of prospective students reach out to me saying that they don't feel comfortable sending their students to Texas State anymore. I don't hate you. Author Rudy Martinez says his words are being taken out of context. He wasn't meaning white people, but rather the white culture. The idea of whiteness in the way that we currently understand it, in which you have white privilege, you have um, our system of mass incarceration, you have a history of slavery in this country, and followed by Jim Crow, we have Mass incarceration is the new Jim Crow. Martinez says he's received backlash online and says he could lose his job at the newspaper. But 
has no regrets. I don't think my piece is racist at all. I don't think that colored people can be racist. Okay, so there, the piece of trash, Martinez, he said that uh, he didn't say that uh, he hated the white people. But going back to his article, it clearly says white, white death will mean liberation for all. So what, will, what does that line mean? White death will mean liberation to all. And then what, if he says that there, and then down below he says, until then, remember this, I hate you. And you tell me that, that, that he didn't mean that you hate white people. Come on, how stupid are we? Are we that stupid that we're supposed to believe that? And then he said that colored people cannot be racist. So I want to, let's see, let's go to online here and look for the definition of racism. Define or even define racist. Just to see, according to him, when I, when I read the definition of, of racist, it should say, only white people can be racist and colored people cannot be racist. That's what it should say, right? According to his definition. It says here, a person, now remember it says a person, doesn't say a white person, it just says a person who shows or feels discrimination or prejudice against people of other races or who believes that a particular race is superior to another. So, that could be anyone. Like I said, I'm black and I could say I am superior to you because you are Hispanic or you are Asian or you are Muslim. That makes me a racist. By definition, that makes me a racist. Don't you understand that, Martinez? What is, you, what is wrong with you? Are you that stupid and ignorant that you don't know what racism is? Are you that pathetic of a loser? Oh, man, people anger me so much. They really do. All they do is lie, lie, lie. You! You liar! That's the problem with liberals. They get caught up in a lie because that's all they do. They lie, lie, lie. If you tell the truth, you won't get caught up in anything. But he lies. Just be honest and just say what you mean. You, you, you knew exact, exactly what you wrote is exactly what you meant. You hate white people and you want them all to die because you think that they're superior. And that's what you wrote. You, you said it and you meant it. Don't try to change it up now. That's what you said, you racist piece of crap. That's exactly what you said. You said what you meant and meant what you said. Don't try to change the conversation now. Oh, I don't hate you. Yes, you do. And you, if I was white and I saw you, I'd punch you in the face. I would, but I'm not. So I still want to punch you in the face anyway. Obviously, I'm not going to do that because I'm a law-abiding citizen, but it just angers me that pieces of trash like that exist. And then, you know, eventually uh, they, they fired him, but the, whoever allowed that story to go through, the editor-in-chief, whoever gave the okay they should be also fired why weren't they fired they let it happen because if i was the editor-in-chief and i saw a story like that i would have fired that guy and got him out of there and it doesn't matter if i was a white guy or not if i was white i would have fired him 
and took the heat when they came to me and let them know exactly why I fired him. And I would show them the story that he wanted to print. I don't care. Man, this stuff just really angers me so much. So anyway, all in all, even though I read a lot of stories there that angered me, today, in all in all, it's a great day for America. Now the fight begins to to uh, confirm him and get him in on the Supreme Court where he can do some good. So... It was a good show today. I enjoyed myself as usual. And I'd like you guys to chime in, as I always do. You know, you could chime in on my message board at politicalbombshow.cf. You can call 323-835-1123 and leave a voice message. Or you can join our new network it's a social network. We don't block free speech like Facebook, you know. And uh, it's R E H D O G G Entertainment dot Y O O O. Jeez, I can't remember it right now. I'm sorry, I can't remember it. I can't remember it. It's still new to me. But anyway, um. Um, let's see. Yeah, just visit politicalbombshow.cf, actually. I'll put a link there. And you can join the network. And until then, if you're a college student and you are conservative, maybe you can, you know, take those seven suggestions and try to put them to use. And if you are a liberal college student and you want to debate me on my show and you can try to come at me with with insults but I'm not your normal conservative I will fight you back with insults I will tell you where to go so don't even try it so come come at me with intelligent arguments or don't come at me at all because I will fight back I'm not one of these conservatives who don't fight back oh it's not conservative you gotta be nice you can't take off the gloves or who says i can't take the gloves off i'm taking them off so until next time fight back Oh, baby, come on, so come on, people,